This is Retail Revelations with Dan Holman, host of the Wealthy Retailer podcast series. This topic comes from the weekly series where Dan focuses on items of importance for the independent retailer. Okay, talk about, uh, you know, looking at different opportunities as you move forward. Our next story comes from RetailDive.com. Dan talks about it's time to move beyond outdated business models. So what were, <laughs> what were some of the things here that, uh, that stood out at you? Uh, so this, this was a guest post on Retail Dive by N.K. Uh, Tripathi. Trip is his nickname. Uh, long, long retail history, history uh, in C-level positions. Um, I think it was TJX and Macy's, and so so he's he he knows of where he speaks. And his yep. sort of top five things that we need to um, re-examine in retail right now, uh, you know, I, perhaps not as relevant to the independent, but I like to think. You know, the bigger the retailer, the more opportunity there is for me, a small retailer, to learn something, you know, even if I can take a small piece of it. And so these top five things that Trip shared, uh, number one was consumer delivery model. Is she shopping with you and your competitors online, in your brick and mortar, or both? How is she shopping and buying? Under asking yourself, re-examining, what is my consumer delivery model and if she's an online customer and i say examine in your own store and in your competition store how is she shopping with you where is she spending and and that sort of speaks to his number two shipping and delivery to customers how are you shipping you know should we be contracting it out should we handle it in-house there are some great references to stores and um you know, remove your fridge or end your fridge or kill your fridge delivery services that are delivering within 15 minutes, you know, in their downtown core on, on you know, basket laden bicycles. Yep. They've taken delivery on themselves. And and this number two that the trip highlighted was really understanding your shipping and your delivery. Number three for trip was um, supply chain. Right. And, and recognizing that our supply chain is challenged and will continue to be this way for some time means that retailers need to look at new supply opportunities as well as the changing desires of their consumers. You know, she's buying, he's buying some different things today than historically. And we need to understand how we can impact you know their desire influence their desire feed their desire by changing our supply opportunity by looking to different supply chain opportunities if you will cool his number four was brick and mortar store experience and the question you ask yourself is how many stores do we need how do we need to change them to better entice and inspire customers to shop with us you know do they need to be a hybrid of of retail showcasing and fulfillment and, and really understanding what does brick and mortar look like. And I think Trip is maybe a little bit heavily weighted on the the power of e-com and the, and the migration to e-com. I'm gonna tell you that we're gonna still see for the next 24 months, all these huge online powers that became stronger and stronger in the last 18 months, continue to open brick and mortar stores. They know that that's a way to capture their audiences in that brick and mortar store. And moreover, um, you know, these these stores become a marketing channel versus a distribution or selling channel. 
It's the way to capture. And so we've got to be changing the way we we deliver experience in our B&M stores. Last number five for him. Um, we've talked about this before. It's management and executive talent and, and retailers. You know, retailers need to revisit their recruitment strategies. There is no longer an old boys or old girls club where top retail talent has to come from within that retail sector. Right. This this philosophy, Rob, shouldn't just apply to management positions, but across a retailer's entire organization. Right now, retailers, big and small, should be looking for team members that are in other sectors. Sectors like technology, hospitality, and even mainstream manufacturing. Those sectors have some of the best talent available. And and truthfully, we could stand a little change in the way we're doing retail today. And I picked those, you know, those three sectors for, for really specific reasons, Rob. I mean, technology, obviously, I need to bring in a technical mind. You know, if I had a hundred retailers in the room, I'd be lucky to get two of them to put their hand up to say, I got it figured out. Their comfort behind that, yeah. Yeah, we need to embrace this technology that's going to help us get beyond your 40%, Rob. When you feel like you can't do more, technology is going to help us do some more. And we've got to embrace that and bring in technical minds. The other thing is hospitality. And I think you might remember uh, we had Bruce Kirkland on from Lexus of Edmonton on our podcast last year. And Bruce talked about his number one recruitment strategy was hospitality because people that come from hospitality are born and bred to serve, right? And that's what we want to look for. People that their only hope. That's a guy selling high ticket, high ticket items. And he he wanted more experience from the hospitality industry rather than than the car business. That goes to the Earl's training center to recruit, you know, great salespeople, great I mean, great ambassadors for his dealership, but he went to hospitality because they're they're born and bred to put a smile on your face. That's what they do. They serve above all else. And retailers need to do a better job of that. I don't give a shit how many retail stores you've worked in. I don't care that you were the best seller in 25 stores. If you don't have the right personality set, if you don't have the right value set, you're not going to be successful here. And hospitality tends to be more catering and the consumer wants that today. And then the last thing I talked about there was that mainstream manufacturing, which there's no better example of systems defining outcomes than manufacturing, mainstream manufacturing today. You know, do it like this and this is what happens. It is a bit of an assembly line to get a consistent product out and bringing someone in with that, you know, ISO strategy or ISO mindset. Can, can be powerful in a retail store. Yeah. Well, you're really, you know, taking that sports analogy of, of you know, defining the different positions on your team and not getting, I, I like how it just, just a really good reminder to just don't be so retail focused. There's so many components right. to the business now that uh, there, there's such great opportunity to, like I say, you know, this is my, this is my third line left winger, right? This isn't <laughs> my first line center that right. we, we've got that already, but uh Those are great. Thanks for joining us on the Retail Revelations with Dan Holman, host of The Wealthy Retailer. Watch for the full Wealthy Retailer podcast each week where Dan dives into the headlines of the week that are important to you, the independent retailer. You can find The Wealthy Retailer on all the major podcast platforms. Be sure to subscribe. And if you'd like more information, 
be sure to head to thewealthyretailer.com.